Sephora sold expired makeup, Tatcha wants to take you to Tokyo, CVS is saving the planet, Jackie Ina's eyeshadow is racist, and should an 11-year-old wear makeup? I'm Hanya Marie from New Belize, and welcome to the first episode of the Beauty Buzzin' Podcast. Welcome everyone to the Beauty Buzzin' Podcast. My name is Hanya Marie, and I'm the founder of the blog New Belize. Each week on Beauty Buzzin', we'll talk about beauty news, beauty trends, new beauty releases, deals and steals, my latest blog posts, as well as some of the most asked beauty questions online. Let's get started with beauty news. Last month, it was already exposed that Sephora was selling expired makeup on their website. A YouTuber by the name of Lauren Updegrove, known as Laura May Beauty, exposed Sephora for selling two product lines, the Sephora X Pantone Color Corrector Palette and also the Sephora X Mara Hoffman Collection. Mara Hoffman is a fashion designer and her collection, as well as that Sephora Pantone Color Corrector Palette, debuted June of 2016. So we already know the makeup is at least three years old. And in her video, she challenged the brand for selling expired makeup and it not being safe for consumers. And, you know, I'm not sure what you guys think about it, but it's not safe and it's not a good practice. Although the makeup you are buying would be unopened and uh, unopened makeup wouldn't necessarily be subject to contamination and things like that that could be unsafe for your eyes or your lips or your face in general it's just kind of gross because if you buy something that's already three years old and then you want to use it for maybe a year you're already out of time now the brand did confirm to buzzfeed and they said that quote we can confirm these products are not expired But I mean, who really knows? Until you buy the product and then check online, um, there are other websites that you can use. There's checkfresh.com, there's checkcosmetics.net. Unless you really look into it, you really won't know how much time you have left for a product. Personally, I've seen those same products, the color correcting palette and the uh, Sephora X Mara Hoffman collection. I've been seeing that for years myself and I knew not to touch it because I'm like, okay, wait, this is the second and third time I've seen this. I'm not spending my money on that because the shelf life has got to be gone already. And in general, things like lipsticks, they expire around two years, foundations about one year, cream products about one year. And if you want to know more about expiration dates definitely check out the beauty buzzing podcast blog post on newbelease.com i'll have some links there for you on makeup expiration dates and also those websites where you can check um, from batch codes when your products tons of products are listed when your products expire how much time you have left for example when preparation for this podcast i checked a small sample that i had of the la mer moisturizing cream um it's not their face cream but it's just their moisturizing lotion i checked on checkcosmetic.net via the batch code and it said that that small sample had been manufactured in 2018 late 2018 so I know I've still got a bunch of time on that at least a year it's almost gone anyway but it's pretty reliable you can check 
lots of brands. So if you are concerned that you bought something on sale from either Sephora, Ulta, Macy's, wherever, and you're not sure how long you have on this product or you're kind of iffy on whether you should even purchase it, make sure you do some research on when these products maybe were first launched, especially if they're collaborations, you will find dates, press release dates of when that collection dropped so that could kind of give you some perspective and then also if you've already bought a product but you aren't sure go ahead and check those websites and they will tell you how much time you have left or if a product is expired moving on so tatcha wants to take you on a vacation to kyoto japan now this is something i haven't been seeing on social media as of yet but pop sugar released an article about this competition that Tatcha, the luxury beauty brand, is going to be doing in the middle of August. So basically what the Pop Sugar article said is that Tatcha is doing sort of a promotion for their new Silk Peony Melting Eye Cream. It's their latest product. It's supposed to be wonderful for antioxidants and hydrating and fine lines and wrinkles and I think as a part of the promotion for this new product the brand is inviting people on social media or they will be this will start August 15th so we're talking about something that hasn't quite started yet and I have not seen anything on Tatcha's social media about it just yet but supposedly Tatcha is going to be inviting beauty lovers to scroll through their camera rolls, find their oldest selfie, post that selfie, and then state three things that you love about yourself with the hashtags Tatcha and hashtag I see Tatcha. Now, one winner will win, frankly, the prize of a lifetime. It's going to be a trip to Kyoto, Japan, which includes airfare, accommodations for four nights, and a chance to hang out with the brand. I'll let you know if there are more uh, details about it, but supposedly the contest is going to be starting on Instagram August 15th. If there's more information about it, I'll post on my social media on Twitter, on Instagram, and any other information in the um, description, the blog post, and transcription of this podcast. Let's move on. What else? Oh, yes. So Mary Kay is making skincare now. Many people know Mary Kay as being the, you know, door-to-door sales of beauty. It's been around for many, many years. Um, And unfortunately, there's some controversy around it as well. But Mary Kay is starting a Naturally line. Now, this line consists of four products, the Mary Kay Naturally Purifying Cleanser, a moisturizing stick, an exfoliating powder, and a nourishing oil. Now the brand claims that the the products were third-party certified by EcoCert um, and that 90% of the ingredients were naturally derived. Now, although this sounds kind of great, there is controversy around Mary Kay as a brand. Although it's been known for so many years and has been loved by a lot of people, and there are great products that people swear by that are Mary Kay products, the problem is that Mary Kay is an MLM company. And if you don't know what an MLM company is, it stands for a multi-level marketing company. 
these are basically pyramid scheme companies where you buy into the company by way of purchasing most of the time a starter kit that costs a certain amount of money a $100, $200, $300, sometimes even way more than that. And your job is to sell the products and then also recruit other people to also become sellers. You get a essentially a finder's fee for selling those products or getting those people to join Mary Kay and then also sell other products as well. And then supposedly by doing free facial masks, by doing parties and um, other get-togethers where you can promote the products, you'll make all of this money. The problem with MLM companies, and it's not just Mary Kay, there are other makeup companies that are also MLMs, is that they tend to prey on women, particularly women who are mothers, who are stay-at-home moms, who, you know, don't have a lot of um, freedom when it comes to working versus staying at home with their children, that sort of thing. They also do prey on people who want to have a lifestyle that is a little bit more free, that they can make their own hours and have a business of their own. So this kind of preying on people, which says where they basically tell you like, hey, buy into this, buy these products, just start off with $100 a product, $200 a product. Every time that amount keeps growing, every time there's new products, you're expected to buy those new products and try to sell those new products. You're expected to buy products in bulk go to different um, conventions and that takes time and money as well with the promise that you'll make so much more money the more you buy of the product the more you'll be able to sell of the product and the bigger it will become and eventually you'll get that big pink Cadillac that is you know one of the long-standing traditions of you've made it in Mary Kay's if you get the pink Cadillac Anyway, there's a lot to be said about MLMs, but the whole point is that should we be interested in a beauty brand that is an MLM coming out with something new? Is this something that we should care about? I mean, from my search, I saw Allure talk about this. Um, I also saw, I believe, Pop Sugar talk about this new line. Should we really be promoting these kind of companies? Let me know what you think. Do you still buy from MLM companies? Are you a seller or um, do you sell MLM products? Are you a part of Mary Kay? Have you been a fan of Mary Kay? Let me know what you think about this collection. And also just for anyone that is interested, the Mary Kay Naturally collection launches August 16th on MaryKay.com and of course with independent beauty consultants. CVS is now saving the planet. They've decided to ban the sale of sunscreens that contain two ingredients, oxybenzone and octanate. Octanate, I'm not really sure how to say that. In nearly 60 of their stores. So these two sunscreen products, they're banning in 60 stores within the state within Hawaii and Florida if the sunscreen is under SPF 50. Now, why are they doing this? Well, basically, it's to save the coral reefs. So in a press release from CVS to Allure.com, they said that, quote, by the end of 2020, CVS health store brands 
will ban sunscreens under SPF 50 that contain oxybenzone oxinate, oxinate, which comes ahead of the regulatory scheduled requirements in Hawaii and Florida to eliminate these ingredients being put in place in minimal impacts, which, which minimizes the impact on marine ecosystems. Basically what they're saying is that these, these two ingredients cause harm to our ecosystem, particularly the coral reefs. The Environmental Working Group says that an estimated 25 to 60 million bottles worth of sunscreen chemicals wash off into coral reefs each year. About 25% of the sunscreen applied to the skin is released into the water 20 minutes after submersion. Now what ends up happening to the coral reefs is that they, they begin to almost die off and dilute. And you can see pictures and I'll post pictures within my blog post and maybe if I post this to YouTube of the coral reefs sort of dying off in color. Instead of being vibrant, they sort of become these pale, uh, chemically altered corals which is not good i don't know the like deep deep details of it but basically that's what's happening cvs will continue to strive to not have those ingredients and products right now i would consider it sort of a slow moving process 60 stores out of all of the cvs stores is by no means everyone that's a small, small percentage. And then also this is only happening in Hawaii and Florida and if the sunscreens are under SPF 50. I'll post some links on the blog posts if you want to read into it more. I still have some more to read into, but I wanted to let you guys know. Um, so chemical sunscreens have these ingredients. If you are not a fan of, of chemical sunscreens, you could also switch to physical sunscreens. The downside of that is physical sunscreens tend to be um, not as quickly absorbing into the skin. A lot of them will give off that white cast that I know a lot of beauty lovers are not really interested in, especially those like me who are deeper skin. So I can also post the differences between physical sunscreens and chemical sunscreens. Uh, if that's helpful to you guys too. So what do you think? Let me know what you think about CBS's new initiative to get rid of these toxic ingredients and help our coral reefs out. Ooh, one more story while we're talking about beauty news. Pop Sugar um, has launched a new program called Dabble. So Dabble is their new free makeup sampling sites where we as beauty lovers will be able to sample different beauty products completely free no subscriptions all you have to do is head to dabble.popsugar.com and i'll have the link on the blog post as well fill out a profile they ask you about your hair color your skin color um your skin type uh what kind of products you use what kind of skincare you like and you just save the profile. I did mine probably a few days ago. I haven't heard of anything just yet, but if I receive any samples, I'll let you guys know. Head to Dabble by Pop Sugar to sign up for yourself and let's see if we actually get some samples. I'm not really sure are the, if they're gonna be full size samples, um, if they're gonna be sample sizes, if they're gonna just be, you know, those small little like sheet samples, but hey, free is free. 
and I filled it out and we're going to see what happens. Let's talk about beauty trends. Did you know dollar store makeup is now a thing? I don't know if you've seen it on YouTube, but everybody seems to be doing a dollar store makeup challenge and it's not just one place. There's makeup at the dollar store, um, like Dollar Tree. They've been doing challenges with Dollar General makeup and also shopmissa.com. So I feel like the first set of Dollar Square makeup challenges was really this website called Shop Miss A that sells lots of different type of makeup, not just dollar store makeup. They sell their own exclusive makeup line, AOA Studios, and that's where a lot of the dollar makeup challenge um, makeup comes from. But then I also sell e.l.f. Cosmetics, Clean Color, LA Colors, and, and more. So a lot of these dollar store makeup challenges on YouTube we're really starting with Shop Miss A, but then people started going to Dollar Trees and doing the dollar makeup challenge and all sorts of places. 7-Eleven has makeup now. I can't remember the name of their makeup line, but I'll insert it in a blog post if I, if I can figure it out. And then also Dollar Store Makeup on Wish. So I'll link the Dollar Store Makeup Challenge tag on YouTube so you can check out some of the videos. But it's really a thing i'm a little bit skeptical of getting makeup from the dollar tree or from like definitely wish because you know wish is you don't know what you're getting with the wish app but i'm a little bit skeptical i think i would be more interested in trying the aoa studios collection from shopmissa.com they have just come out with a new foundation. Um, it's got like 15 shades and it's $1.88. It's their new AOA liquid drop foundation. And they often advertise like $1 shipping and things like that. So it's super affordable. Check out Shop Miss A if you want to or are interested in checking out some of their makeup. A lot of the reviews I saw in videos said that it's actually pretty good and it's actually not just cheap you know dollar store kind of quality i would also encourage you to check the ingredient list to make sure there's nothing that would be irritating to your skin or that if you know of any ingredients that would be in you know irritate your skin or if there's something that you know you're not sure of definitely check the ingredient list because you are paying a dollar 88 for let's just say like their new liquid drop foundation the aoa liquid drop foundation it's not going to be the same quality as, say, like, you know, a Sephora foundation. And there's going to be a reason for that. The ingredients are actually going to be a lot less quality. So just think about that. But anyway, back to the point. The Dollar Store Makeup Challenge is a thing, very much so. And now Dollar General has come out with their own complete makeup line. The collection includes 140 items. All of the items are $5 or less. They'll be sold at Dollar General stores and also online. The collection is called Believe Beauty and it pretty much has everything. I have some pictures online and I'll uh, post those there just so you can see it on the blog post, but they include eyeshadow palettes, there's loose powder, there are lipsticks, there's a tinted moisturizer, there are contour sticks, uh, lashes, makeup brushes, everything. Um, now, 
if you shop at Dollar General or there's one near you, you'll know that Dollar General sells a lot of things that aren't a dollar. So particularly with this Believe Beauty makeup collection, the prices range from $250 to $5, $250 for their nail polishes and $5 for the foundation. What do you think? What do you think about dollar store makeup? Particularly makeup that's being sold at Dollar General, Dollar Tree, um, Shop Miss A online. Have you purchased any of those items? How did they work for you? Were, were they pretty good or was it like cheap, kid quality kind of makeup? You know, just kind of like play makeup. I want to hear your thoughts. Another trend to talk about right now that I've been seeing is this whole hole punch nail trend have you guys seen this on uh instagram or on twitter where you have the nails done and they punch these cute little heart holes at the ends it's a new trend that apparently was started by a nail artist on instagram called Brittany tokyo and i think i saw online that rita ora the singer rita ora was seen with the hole punched in her nails and it became like a viral thing I mean, we all know if you're into nail art or if you've just been wearing nails or anything like that for a number of years, we know that like punching holes in nails is not anything new. Everybody started to do the punching a hole and having like a little ring on the outside, like the little silver or gold circle on the outside. I mean, even when I went to prom, I'm guarantee you, I wish I had a picture, but as proof, but I guarantee you it was still a thing. It it was a thing then. So over 10 years ago when I went to prom, over 10, well over 10 years ago, I remember when I got my nails done, they were long and I got a hole punched in like one of my nails. And at the time it wasn't like to put anything in it. It was just like a cute little like new thing. And I think um, we had like little diamonds put around the hole or something like that. So this is not something new, but it's still cute. There's tons of pictures. If you do hashtag like heart punch nail, I think that's what I looked up, then you'll see a lots of cute little designs with the heart punched in the, in the middle of the design. I have um, a picture that I love. It's cute little rainbow kind of nail set of the trend. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Is it cute or is it just too much? Let me know. New on New Belize this week, I covered the Nordstrom Anniversary Beauty Sale. I counted down 96 Nordstrom Anniversary Sale Beauty Deals. And although the sale is over, it is still worth looking at just in case you wanted to see what kind of offerings Nordstrom's beauty section has. There are lots of good deals from Too Faced, Beauty Blender, Bobby Brown, Way, I mean, yeah, Way, Way, <laughs> the hair brand, and Anastasia Beverly Hills. They always have different sales going on. It's not just the anniversary sale. You get kind of the biggest deal at that time, but they also do a fall sale and, of course, a Christmas sale. So it's good to kind of get your eyes on what kind of things the Nordstrom's Beauty section offers. Also new on the blog are my makeup tips for oily skin. Tips and tricks for a natural matte skin finish. I run down 10 different tips that you can use to keep your skin matte, but not too matte. A natural matte finish for those hot days, for those days where you have to be outside of the house working from sun up to sun down, or if you're transitioning from your work day to an evening out, 
if you want to keep a natural matte finish you should definitely take a look at that post i also include some favorite products that have helped me personally keep my skin from being too oily throughout the day i have a combination oily skin type so i get pretty oily around my t-zone so i always use different things to keep myself you know matte and natural looking throughout the day one last post too i also uh this was a few weeks ago posted the best summer makeup products the essentials and must-haves for 2019 these are the products from every category to moisturizers and sunscreens to primers and foundations to mascaras what products are really awesome right now best summer products and a lot of these products i honestly think are going to be amazing products to carry on through fall through the winter these are just basically the hottest products out right now based on reviews based on sales based on all the information i can find online check that post out on newbelease.com they'll be under the tab beauty buzz or just under the latest blog posts let's talk new product releases so per cosmetics has joined up with barbie to bring you the per cosmetics x barbie collection it's a 10-piece collection which includes an eyeshadow palette lipsticks lip gloss, eyelashes, highlighter, so many different things. Check it out, it's available now on percosmetics.com and you can find more information on it on my website under the blog post that's connected to Beauty Buzz and Podcast. Also, Jackie Ina released an eyeshadow palette with Anastasia Beverly Hills. This palette is available now on the ABH website and it'll be available on Sephora August 15th. The brand has also released their Luminous Foundation. This is their second foundation. They have a sort of a matte stick foundation that they've had for a few years, but their new Luminous Foundation in over 50 shades, I believe, is going to be available, well, is available now and will be available in Ulta and Sephora also on August 15th. Now, the controversy surrounding the Jackie Ina X ABH eyeshadow palette comes from one eyeshadow. We almost never see this happen. Sometimes there's controversy around the person that they're collabing with, sometimes controversy around the brand, sometimes controversy around the product. But in this particular instance, just one little eyeshadow has caused a lot of controversy. There's one eyeshadow on the palette that is called Wigglyse. Now, Jackie Ina has already explained in her video, in the YouTube video that announced this collection and this collaboration, she already spoke about the shade Wigglyse and how it's one of her favorite shades. And it's basically about wigs, her love of wigs, and that's where she came up with the name. Now, people on Twitter are saying that the name Wigglyse is racist. And I'm not really sure why, but I guess there's this this theory that the name Wigglyse is sort of some extension of the term Wigga, which sounds similar to, you know, another term, and therefore her naming her eyeshadow that particular eyeshadow, Wigglyse, is not racist. Now, I, I think we can all agree that that's just a reach. She explained why she named the eyeshadow that way. She's known for her love of wigs. 
I mean, the culture around wigs are is huge right now, no matter what race you are. The name is very cohesive to the palette because there are other eyeshadows. Um, there's even an eyeshadow named Big Wig. There's an eyeshadow called Credit, Edges. There's like all sorts of eyeshadow names that are very specific to her, her brand and the videos that she makes and things like that. Jackie Ina even spoke in that video that she did where she released, you know, the palette and showed showed the swatches. She also did an eye look. She also said that before the palette names were even solidified, they had to be looked over by a legal team um, to ensure that there wasn't any um, any names that could have already been um, trademarked or that already exists in another product and so on and so forth. So there's really not much to say about this other than that Twitter likes to just pop off about anything. You could go out today and, and be like on Twitter, you could just tweet like the sky is looking a little orange today and somebody will be like, but it's not really orange. Like it's really tangerine. It's just too much. Like people need to kind of like calm down a little bit. It's not that serious. The eyeshadow palette is beautiful. If you don't like it, don't spend your coin and keep it funky. Anyway, let's bring it back to something more positive. Laura Mercier has reformulated their tinted moisturizer. This product has been around for a long time. This is actually the first tinted moisturizer product that I had ever bought from Sephora, and I loved the formula. It's a broad-spectrum SPF sunscreen formula. It's a lightweight formula. It came in about 15 shades. The Laura Mercier then also created two more versions of their tinted moisturizer in a, a luminous version and a matte version, I believe. So I think at this point, there are about three, ver three to four versions of their tinted moisturizer. And even still, the brand decided that they wanted to do more. And basically what happened is that the brand decided to infuse more moisturizing properties into the formula which includes macadamia oil they decided to put um, some kukui seed oil tamarind seed extract and to just kind of beef it up a little bit more and give it some antioxidant protection as well the spf coverage changed from spf 20 to now spf 30 and they also extended their shade range from 15 shades to 20 shades so i love this product it's it's one of the best tinted moisturizer products out there if you're looking for another good tinted moisturizer product there's also um the uh, now i can't think of it <laughs> no there's there's also the um what is the brand called why can't i think of this right now oh my gosh Thrive, that's what it is. Thrive Cosmetics has a really good tinted moisturizer that people love. It's also in a very wide shade range. I believe there's 20 plus shades. So if you are fair, if you are from a too deep skin tone, you should be able to find a shade. Um, as, well as, as well as Bare Minerals, they've always had a, um, a pretty well-reviewed tinted moisturizer i tried that tinted moisturizer it really wasn't for me i felt that it was a little bit too oily a little bit too hydrating and i had to kind of do a lot to keep it looking um like a soft matte and i didn't really like that but if you do if you have dry skin the bare minerals is really good i would say the laura mercier or the original one the original laura mercier is pretty good for 
normal skin types to combination skin types. Dry skin types should like it as well as long as you're not, you know, as long as you don't have too much dry skin. Like if, if you have any dry patches or things like that, maybe you wouldn't like it. But um, overall, I'm excited for this new tinted moisturizer formula. I think I am going to try it. I think I am going to purchase it. Um, from Sephora it's $47 so ew, it's a little bit a little bit more I believe the bare minerals is around the high $20 and I'm and I think the thrive is somewhere around the high 20s as well so this is going to be a little bit more than those but it's $47 it's available on sephora.com and it will be available at all Laura Mercier retailers September 25th Okay, also It Cosmetics came out with their collaboration with Dry Bar. They came out with the It Cosmetics Lash Blowout Mascara. Now, this mascara was specially designed with Dry Bar, who, um, who if you don't know, Dry Bar is a California-based hair salon, um, and it specializes in blowouts, and they've collaborated with this brand to bring the hairbrush barrel kind of look to the mascara um, it's also got biotin infused in the formula and it's supposed to deliver a mega voluminous look that lasts it's supposed to be ultra black I think they have an advertisement out saying that it's nine times more volume than any other mascara so it is interesting it looks cute and if you are interested it's available on it cosmetics for $25 and then also on Ulta Beauty's website Finally, the mother, Pat McGrath, has completely changed the game with her new complexion collection. Pat McGrath Labs Skin Fetish Collection includes the Sublime Perfection Foundation for $68 in 36 shades, the Sublime Perfection Primer for $60, and the Perfection Sublime Perfection Setting Powder in 5 shades for $55. If you don't know who Pat McGrath is, honey, I don't know where you've been. Pat McGrath is a legendary, legendary high fashion makeup artist. She's amazing. She can paint anyone's face. She can make anyone look beautiful. She's amazing. Basically considered a genius in the profession. And she's had her Pat McGrath Labs company for a few years now. I actually remember... It, it's got to been, I mean, maybe it's been like four years or so since it's launched. She started off with um, some some individual eyeshadows, a mascara, um, no, a uh, eyeliner, you know, started off small. She then sort of changed the game with her luxury eyeshadows, um, and now she's got foundation. Pat McGrath is out here killing it. Her company is worth $1 billion. It's amazing. Check it out. It is expensive. Now, don't get me wrong. It is expensive. But check it out. The Sublime Perfection Collection is available on Pat McGrath Lab, the Pat McGrath Lab website, as well as Sephora. Okay, I've done so much talking. I've hit the woe about 18 times. Y'all haven't even seen it. But I think it's a good time to go ahead and take a break. Don't go away. After we take a break, we'll be talking beauty deals and beauty Q&A. 
All right, we are back with beauty questions and answers. I've decided to include this segment because I feel like I see questions all the time. People either ask me questions personally or I see questions floating around social media and particularly the website Kuara. I think that's how you say it, right? So Kuara is a place where you can ask questions and people can give you answers. You can sort of upvote people's answers. You can um, also answer to other answers you can give your feedback it's really a cool interactive website where you can find questions to answers from other people it's almost kind of like an ask jeeves remember ask jeeves was like pre the predates to google and yahoo and aol and stuff like that like it's it was a search engine essentially kuara is like the people's search engine so i'm on kuara you can follow me on there if you want to you don't have to doesn't matter but I always look pretty much every day to see what questions that are out there sometimes I'm able to give answers to some of the questions and sometimes not but it's basically all opinion you know you there are some factual things that you can answer and you can put in links and things like that but it's most of the time people's opinions and and it's welcomed Quora is one of the only sort of social sites that I know that welcomes people's opinions and does not just slash people down for having an opinion. So anyway, a few of the questions that I find on social media or on Quora or maybe even on Reddit or something like that, I'm going to include into this podcast. So I've got three questions that I want to answer today. First being someone asked, what is a good substitute for a face primer? And that's a really interesting question because face primers in terms of popularity now weren't always a thing. I think if you are not interested in buying a face primer, but you want to prep your skin for foundation, you should invest in having a good skincare routine. It doesn't have to be expensive, but you need a skincare routine. For example, if I'm going to wear a full face of makeup, I know that I need to cleanse, tone, apply some serum, apply moisturizer, and then I'm ready for makeup. If you have oily skin, one of the things you can do as a substitute for face primer is do your skincare routine and then powder your face in the areas that you maybe get oily or that you want to sort of smooth out um, with fine, like you have if you have some fine lines or if you have some texture on your skin. If you apply powder directly onto your face after your moisturizer, that will act as a really good primer for your skin before your foundation. That's if you're oily. If you have dry skin, I would recommend doing your your skincare routine and then making sure that you add a little bit of uh, facial oil to your moisturizer. That will give you a bit of a hydration barrier so that when you put on your foundation and things like that, you will probably end up with like a natural a natural finish or a natural glow that keeps your, your skin hydrated. The addition of a facial oil in your moisturizer or after your moisturizer really helps to keep your skin give with keep your skin with that glowing sort of luminous look. So that's my answer for that. If you want a good substitute for a face primer, have a good skincare routine. And if you are oily, try to use powder before your your foundation and if you're dry add some some facial oil after your moisturizer or in with your moisturizer and that will act as a sort of natural face primer the second question i found was when i wash my face with cleanser 
do I have to leave it on for longer than a second for it to work? That's also a really good question. So if you aren't really big into social media and you aren't really big onto Twitter, you may not know that there was sort of a viral uh, video, viral trend that is, you know, going around everywhere now and it's called the 60 second rule. This is something that I believe estheticians would have been saying forever and they probably have been saying forever. You need to wash your face for 60 seconds for the cleanser to actually work, for that sebum layer to sort of break down, for any of the active ingredients to actually work on your skin, you need to wash your face for 60 seconds. This is something that I had not been doing. I felt like I probably did 20 to 30 seconds, but not a full 60 seconds. I have noticed a difference when I wash my face for 60 seconds. I feel that my skin has actually gotten some of the ingredients that it really is supposed to. So some of the moisturizers, I mean, the cleansers that I use are supposed to have moisturizing properties. But before, when I would wash my face and then rinse, I don't, I didn't feel like there was moisture there. Now I can actually feel the moisturizing properties or the cleansing properties because I do it for the 60 seconds. You can check out the video, the 60 second rule video that the, um, esthetician licensed esthetician from la beautyologist her name is nyamka nyamka robert smith she's the one who really kind of broke the ceiling on the 60 second rule and really pushed it out there it got picked up by different magazines different news networks went viral all over social media she did a video about the 60 second rule and what it's about and why it's important I've linked that, I'll link that in the blog post so you can check it out. But basically, back to the question, when I wash my face with a cleanser, do I have to leave it on for longer than a second to work? And the answer is yes. Ideally, as long as you can, if you can get to that 60 seconds, that's the best thing for you. Obviously, you may not count every single time, but trust me, it makes a difference. And if you want to check out that video on the 60 second rule, I'll have it in the blog post. Lastly, the question, the last question I found that I think is really interesting is when I, when should I start wearing makeup like foundation and mascara and deeply pigmented eyeshadow? I'm 11 years old. I think this is a great question because now that social media and YouTube has really put makeup out there on its even bigger scale, now that influencers and beauty gurus are a thing, you're gonna, people are being reached younger and younger. So for me, I was in high school when I started to wear makeup and I asked before I started to wear makeup, like just to make sure it was cool, you know, that I was allowed to do it. And I also bought my makeup myself. I think it's important for someone, a young person who is 11 to one, consult their parents, ask your parents if it's okay. If they're not okay with you wearing makeup at 11, then you have to respect their wishes. So first, you know, ask your parents or your guardians, is it okay for me to wear makeup? I think the the next big thing is you should start wearing makeup when you can afford to buy the makeup on your own. Makeup is not essential to your life. Nothing that is you know, lip gloss or lipstick is really essential to your life. It's an add-on. So if you want to wear it, you should be able to pay for it yourself. And I think that that's the answer to the question. I think it's important because 
if you are a teen, a preteen, you have to understand that there's value in the dollar and that you don't just spend money on frivolous things. And I think sometimes with younger kids, they don't understand the idea that, well, my mom and dad work hard or, you know, my family members work hard and that's why I can afford these things or that's why they can buy me these things. And you have to learn responsibility. So if you are being bought makeup and then you're breaking the makeup or not taking care of it or you're not taking care of your makeup brushes and things like that, you know, it's going to kind of be a slap in the face to your parents. So I think you're old enough to wear makeup when you can consult your parents and ask them if it's okay. And two, when you can afford to buy it yourself. So those are the questions that I've found online this week. Let me know what you think. What's a good substitute for face primer in your opinion? Do you think that you need to wash your face longer than a few seconds for it to work? And would you let an 11 year old buy makeup or wear makeup? This week in Beauty Deals and Steals, Target still has their August beauty box available for $7. Benefit Cosmetics is offering up to 60% off in their sales section. BH Cosmetics is offering 50% off their best-selling bundles. And Garnier USA is offering a free sample of the Sleek Shot In-Shower Styler. And in other news, today is August 11th and that is the National Raspberry Bomb Day. A raspberry bomb or a Bomb in general contains sherbet, heavy cream, sugar, chopped nuts, candied fruit, and a dash of rum. I've linked a recipe for the raspberry bomb and use the hashtag raspberry bomb day on social media to celebrate. Well, that's all I have for you this week. Thank you for joining me for the first Beauty Buzzing podcast. I know it was long. I kind of rambled. I have to kind of reel it in a little bit, but hey. It's my first podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. Check out newbelease.com for the transcript and pictures and things like that. And if I can get to it, I may be able to post this podcast with pictures and things like that onto YouTube. So don't forget to check out newbelease.com for the links and the podcast and everything like that. Let me know what you think of my first podcast. You can leave comments on my blog post and, you know, let me know what you think. I'll see you next week.